It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm Ben Malahan here with Alex Moreau. Hey, guys. And Jared Riley. Hello. Uh, so it's been a couple weeks since our last podcast. My fault. How you guys been doing? Miserable. What a dick. I know. I've been fine, though. Thank you. It I was know. like the highlight <laughs> of my week. I had nothing going for me when you canceled. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not only did I cancel, I rescheduled, then I canceled. Just like a total ass. <laughs> I've lost track of, you know, all the reschedules and cancellation. I, I flipped just... two tables. Yeah, well, Jared, get back to me when you have a daughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's go right in to a little gaming news. A 12-month-old daughter at that. It's not like she's a 15-year-old and goes to school and shit, no. <laughs> Jared's like, do cat daughters count? <laughs> yeah. I feel like cat daughters should count. My <laughs> cat daughter's a lot older than yours. <laughs> uh, what do we got going on in news, Alex? Okay, let's see here. We're a little bit behind the times because we're like two weeks back now. It's all right. But um, biggest news lately has been about um, the Steam mods. So uh, Steam partnered with Bethesda and uh, released a service to uh, charge for Skyrim mods. Right. And that just opened up a whole can of shit. Like, yeah. people went nuts over that. And this this is a global Steam thing, but they started with Skyrim. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that right? It, Skyrim was kind of like they're, uh, they're just like testing the water at that point. Okay. Um, but yeah, it totally blew up in their faces, and they actually um, removed the service after just a few days. Wow. Yeah, I actually uh, was reading this as it was happening. And, mm-hmm, uh, me too. Yeah, it was a big deal on Reddit. I don't know if other sites were, it was a big deal. Actually, I only saw it, really saw it on Reddit. Um, it was a big deal on like Nexus is one of the main Skyrim modding sites. Okay. People were up in arms over there. Um, people were bitching all over Steam. Like right. in the comment sections of completely irrelevant games even. They were just, people were so pissed off about it. So there, there's a few big things here. One is that the, the gist of it is that mods have always been free. Mm-hmm. For the, you know, the, since the history of modding. Since they have to be. Yes, but that, that's where this new system comes in. So what Steam wants to do is allow people who develop mods to charge for them and actually make money off of their mod. Um, and the company who created the game gets to set what percentage they take of that sale. So in, I believe in this case, Bethesda was taking like 70%. It was actually, um, Bethesda had 25% and oh. Steam had about 30%. Okay, okay. So it left, um, oh gosh, that's some easy 45. math. Yeah, it left like 45% <laughs> for uh, the modder. Okay. Uh, Somewhere around there. I think the modders actually had the smaller cut from what I read. I thought it was 25% for them. But. I think, okay, maybe it was more for Steam, but I read just a little while ago that it was like, 25 for Bethesda. I, I highly 35. doubt the Steam takes more than the usual 30% cut. So, like, who knows? 
Um, okay, so that that was what they were trying to accomplish. And people were all up in arms, like you said. And uh, actually, a couple days into it, Gabe Newell came on and did like an AMA mm-hmm. type thing on Reddit where he was kind of answering people's questions and basically trying to con- contain the shitstorm. The trouble with that, though, is that he actually didn't answer too many of the questions. And like, not that you can blame him because he didn't even have to come on and do the AMA in the first place. Right. But it's tough when people announce that they're doing an AMA and then only respond to like four of the questions and like not even the most popular ones. Hey, Jerry, will you turn that water off? I, I left it on. Oh, my God. I your headphones. Sorry. Fuck. I want to know those percentages now. Yeah. It, it was because like I a know s- that I okay because yeah, forty five percent does sound a little bit big from what I remember. I thought it was more like twenty five or I thought the moderates had the small the, cut. I thought the moderates yeah. had the small cut. I'm pretty sure Bethesda had a bigger cut. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, I think it was fifty, twenty five, twenty five, and Bethesda had the fifty. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. So basically, yeah, Gabe Newell, like it was like a Saturday, right? Yeah, and, and he just got back from the hospital or something. Got back from like a hospital or some sort of trip. He just kind of sat there for a couple hours and answered questions. Basically, the whole idea was to show, listen, we're not hiding anything here. It's not some major conspiracy. We're not greedy. We're just, we tried something new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we didn't do it the right way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kudos to them because they are a company who is really in touch with how gamers operate. Yeah, way to be on top of it. And here's how gamers operate. They get fucking enraged about something. <laughs> Unreasonably enraged and start doing, saying all this crazy shit. And the best way to respond to them is going, no, no, it's not like that. You know, it's fine. We'll take a look at it. Just be like, okay, guys, geez, calm down. We'll yeah. get rid of it. Seriously. Yeah, it's not a big deal. You know. And they kind of like, t- they kind of like a tongue in cheek were just like, we'll get rid of it. But we really do think that it is for your benefit and that you're going to regret this later. Right. Um. um and, and so I think they're going to bring it back. I, I think that one of the good points that was brought up about it was it, it was probably not a good idea. And hindsight's twenty twenty, to do it with an established modding community. Yeah. Because what was happening, what, well, at least what people were complaining about is um, because mods right now are free to download most for the most part and you can get them off of Nexus, I believe that is a big site. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Um, you can, people were downloading mods that other people had done and listing them on Steam as if they had made them to make money off of them. Oh, wow. Oh, that's shitty. So, that's so, you know, and, and again, <laughs> that's all stuff that can be contained. It's not a huge deal. It just, you know, was happening. It just added to the fervor of, you know, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. I found that a lot of the arguments that were against the, um, the priced mods were kind of ridiculous, though. I feel like a lot of people just jumped on the bandwagon and started screaming before they had even investigated what the like what how the prices were being established a lot of people are complaining that um like how dare you set the prices and they're like whoa whoa whoa, guys we aren't setting the prices the mods are setting or the mod the people who are making the mods are setting the prices like um do you guys know that nobody has to price their mods right you can pick it up as free so it's they're getting mad at um they're getting mad at like Steam and Bethesda for, for this greedy. mod now costing like $5, but nobody forced these creators to charge $5 right. for their mods. Well, here's the thing is that uh, a lot of gamers are entitled little shits and that what all they heard was, oh no, something that has been free is now potentially going to cost me money. That's all they heard. That that was the gist of their what they reacted to. Everything else is details that, you know, the big reaction came from this has been a free thing and now people can have a way to potentially monetize it. It's it's a sort of a dangerous precedent to set too. I mean, because well, there's no real quality control. I mean, no, there was no quality. control. But there's no quality control with uh, indie games. We're all, yeah, we're already yeah, having to like deal with all that bullshit. So it's like, like, fuck, 
we know how to like swim through that shit sea. I mean, <laughs> like, we're living this horrible age of like paid alpha testing, and it's just like, well, the thing is, another though, thing is to that, pay for. It's not a real product. It's really no different than indie games. So, so you know, Steam obviously they would need to put more controls on it and have more filters um, for you know and more a better approval process. But at the end of the day saying that, oh, it's just too too wild, uncontrollable. That's only because it hasn't been controlled before and it, like in a quality, you know, approved sort of way. I do think a tip button is a good idea, though. Even if they're not going to do the, like, the established price for mods, if there was some way that I could, like, throw somebody $5 for making my game beautiful, that would be nice. Okay, see, that that's another point of mine. Uh, a lot of people are saying, well, these people were already getting money through donations, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah? When was the last fucking time you donated to a mod creator? <laughs> people who are saying that and uh, jared you play more, more more mods than anybody i know when was the last time you donated to a mod creator uh never yeah alex um not for my skyrim mods but i will say that like everyone's saying that like mods are free mods have always been free yeah but there have been a couple of routes out there lately especially on like the steam workshop where you can pay for like um it's basically like official mods, right. like mods, the game stamp of approval. And I have bought plenty of those okay. for like additional characters for like don't starve. You can get like extra cosmetic stuff for like guacamelee, like just kind of dumb stuff like that right. has been nice. Right. But so, you bought them. Yeah. Bought right. them. So what I'm saying is everybody says, oh, these, these mod creators were making plenty of money through donations already. Just, throw, you know, pulling that statement out of their ass. Oh, no, that sounds like and then, and then some mod creators came <laughs> on and said, listen, I made I made the biggest Skyrim mod in this category. I haven't ever received one donation for it, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm -hmm. so people are just, again, they're all saying, oh, well, it's just Steam being greedy. But at the end of the day, it's they don't want to pay money for something. Mm -hmm. It's already free. So. I think I actually approved of the paying for your mods model. Obviously, there it, you'd have to be really careful about what kind of mods you're buying. You'd have to like actually check reviews and yeah. like see if the mod functions properly. You'd have to like go look at footage of it. But I don't mind doing that with anything else. Right. I already kind of do that with my mods because I don't want it to fuck my game up. Right. So uh, it, what this will lead to is better mods. Much better mods. Because people who sink time, these things take a lot of time. I mean, I can't believe how intricate some of these mods are. And, uh, you know, it helps the mod creators. The copyright thing was the huge barrier. And if the company themselves is agreeing to it, then you're good. Yeah, it create so many new opportunities for modders just because i heard that like um they took the cap off like the file size for the mods oh. and they gave modders access to like new code that they didn't have previously right. and so i don't know i was kind of excited to see what would come of it i think it's great I, I think if you're a fan of mods and you're not 13 and don't have money or you're not you know 22 and just cheap as shit or 40 and an asshole <laughs> there's just a wide range of people who are having a problem with this because of the money issue but i mean there's also copyright issues as well if you think about it well yes i mean a lot of popular mods are based on popular ips so those ones That's won't true. charge in fact the most popular mods are based on popular okay. ips so, yeah, those, so keep them free th those ones won't charge them because they can't yeah so i mean th that that doesn't affect those i'm saying that you know this is this will make all mods better and, and another thing people were saying is well the mod creator should just be thankful that they're getting so much exposure and this is leading to jobs for them potentially. God, that's the worst thing oh to God. hear. I just wanted this. For know. anybody who creates like creative content, like get, like that's just such a stab in the dick. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been stabbed in the dick, but I imagine if I was, it'd be a lot like that because <laughs> I hear this all the time, even you know, with my game. Oh, you should just be grateful that we're playing it. Like players have this innate thing. You should just be grateful that we enjoy your game and we're complimenting you on it. That's thanks enough 
for all this time and work you put into mm-hmm. it. And if you're trying to get paid doing this, then you're clearly not just doing it out of passion and the artistic spirit. Right. Yeah. A lot of people are all about, well, you know, if somebody's trying to make money off of something, all of a sudden... You capitalist pig. It's somehow less pure. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus Christ. I would just love to go into the workplace of some of these people and say, hey, you know, I can tell you just... Uh, you're really all about being having passion for stuff. How about you just work the next two weeks without pay? Just show up to work every day, nine to five, and just work without pay. <laughs> and just do it for the passion, man. I don't know who the crowd is. I, th- I think it's mostly young people, kids who don't really understand. But I, I, I know plenty of people in my generation who are super entitled and, you know, expect stuff like this for free. Yeah. I think it would be a better system if um, the companies just hired them directly to make mods for their games. That's kind of how it's been going. But then people would bitch about having to pay for DLC. Right. Right. But that would be DLC then, basically. Right. At the end of the day, this is this is kind of where it's all going, I think. Um, because DLC is a big thing now because microtransactions are huge. Uh, and this basically gives companies a way to monetize a huge, like, untapped resource of, you know, free con- content that's being made for their game. And so now both sides benefit from it. I mean, it's been going on forever. Look at um, Ghost Crawler from from who was the lead designer or something for for WoW for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. he started out as an Age of Empires modder. Right, but he, that's the exception to the rule. I mean, there's all sorts of stories of modders who you know went on to work for big companies, yeah. but that doesn't happen. I mean, that, that's they're like the point zero zero one percent exactly. So now somebody who puts a lot of time into a mod can actually get paid for their work if they want to. They don't have to. But if they if they want to, they can. And I think that what it will do is it will create some opportunities for people to um, monetize their hard work. It'll probably lead to better mods. And in the meantime, we'll have to deal with a lot of whining while people get used to the idea, I think. Yeah, I guess we'll just see how it goes. What do you think, Alex? Is that... I'm for paid mods, but I do think that they should shift that percentage around. If it's true that like Bethesda is taking like a 50% cut. That seems a little bit absurd. From what I read, every company is going to get to set their own percentage that they take. Yeah, they do. For individual games. So it's mm-hmm. not just a flat 50% is always going to go to the developers. Some developers might say, hey, 10%. Um, okay. I, th- I think, again... That was bit- part of the reason people were angry, I think, too. Yeah, definitely. No, no, no. Pe- people are, no, no, no. No, People said they were angry about that. They weren't. I didn't say they they were entitled to be angry, but... <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is pe- people said, oh, we're just really mad that Bethesda is taking 50% from these mod makers. No, no, no. They didn't give a shit about that. They cared that they're going to have to pay money, period. The, the type of people who were ranting about that, that's all they cared about. They're well, just putting up a front like they cared about the developers, but they weren't tipping develop- or the modders to begin with. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Th- I mean, I guarantee you 95% of the people who are bitching about Bethesda taking 50% from modders have never once donated a dollar to a mob. Who knows? The internet is run on pure outrage. So, yeah, well, society's run on pure <laughs> outrage. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, too deep. Oh man, <laughs> we better move on to the next story. Okay, next story. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the very first adults-only game is soon to be released on Steam. Okay, tell me about this game. It's a third-person shooter called Hatred, and it's about going on a um basically like a giant rampage where you just shoot up innocent people. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's something. That's the entire <laughs> premise of the game. The main character is like this kind of angsty looking, huge, terrifying guy. And he's like, I'm fed up with society. Like it cannot be redeemed. So he just goes out and kills people without like discrimination. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it is um one of two games, I think, that have been rated adults only in like all of history. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I think the other one was Manhunt 2. Oh, yeah. I remember the controversy behind that. But a lot of people, a lot of people are just like, <laughs> it seems like hatred is very polarizing um, to a lot of people. People act either like love it and think that it should be more violent. Like you should have like the option to like rape people and burn things down Jesus and like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Or they think that it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to the world yeah. and it's going to turn their precious, pure little tr- children into like mass murderers. Right. So that is going to be interesting. I look forward to the just like shitstorm that is going to surround that when it comes out. I think it comes out in June. Okay, cool. What do you think, Jared? It's going to ruin my puritanical society that I yeah. dream of every night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care in terms of the the um, being offended by it side of things. You know, mm-hmm. somebody wants to put something out there. Cool. Let the market decide if it's uh, something that people want or not. I think yeah. at least it's being rated very, very adult. So yeah, the developers were. <laughs> I can't tell if they are being funny or if they legitimately felt this way. But there is a quote from one of them. He was like, "Honestly, we were very surprised to get the adults only rating because there wasn't that much there wasn't that much sexuality involved." <laughs> So like because they thought that like because they didn't have like actual sex scenes they were going to get like an M rating or something like right. that. It's just it's so weird how um how ratings work like that in America. Like you can have like somebody being decapitated and that's K, but if you show one titty, right. you get an M rating. Right. <laughs> no, and in fact when when you first mentioned the story, I just assumed it was a sexual game is why I got the adults only rating. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was I was so surprised that there have only been like two adults only video games in like all of history because right. I was I was like what about like all these like really creepy like rape simulators and stuff like that like what are those rated are those M? Uh, I doubt those are even like commercially available like in box <laughs> stores. So I, I, I people probably sell them. In Maybe Japan not in America. Right? They're big in Japan. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, Man. we got some fucked up dating sims out there. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Cheer, yeah, Cheer <laughs> certainly wouldn't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if J- Japan even has a rating system. Who knows? I think they do somewhat. <laughs> I wonder if there's just like a secret, like a black market for all these super fucked up games. Yeah. Like, these, and the people involved in this black market are like, oh, yeah, hatred is so hardcore as they go play like their murder rape rampage game that's been out since like 1992 or something. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, until somebody shows me that playing a particular game um, directly correlates with acting on that behavior... Um, I don't think there's, you know, people can create all kinds of fucked up games. And, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to play them. No, it's no, like, I'm not yeah. going to play them. Of <laughs> course, it's probably a wet dream for someone who already is fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Right. So on that, you know, on that end, I don't really approve. What but. I don't look forward to <laughs> is like as soon as this game comes out, like somebody is just going to like shoot up a school and then fingers are immediately going to be pointed at the video gaming community again. I'm like, God damn it. Mom, yeah. stop telling me to not play video games. <laughs> Yeah. No, I know. It's just uh, people will just always blame the the anything they can. To mm-hmm. have the lowest like, hanging fruit. Well, yeah. I mean, th- th- something crazy happens like that. They just want an explanation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we'll find the explanation. It doesn't have to make sense. They'll just find one. So, cool. What else is in the news? Uh, let's see here. So, um, the original creators of Banjo-Kazooie are creating a spiritual successor called... Let me see here. Yuka Laylee. Yuka Laylee. <laughs> which so is adorable. <laughs> so, so there's Yuka and then there's Laylee. Yeah. Okay. I think Yuka is a chameleon and Laylee is a bat. Or it could be the other way around. Does uh, 
one of them sit on the other one's shoulders. Yes. Of. So it's like Banjo-Kazooie with different animals. Exactly. Okay. Different animals, nicer graphics, that kind of dealio. Yeah. But even the soundtrack is like incredibly similar. So it's basically just if you were a big Banjo-Kazooie fan, then you can get all excited because there's more of it. Now, when you say original creators, um, are you talking about guys who were, who were at Rare who have left Rare and are making it? Or is it Rare who's making it? It's, I think it's guys who are at Rare and left Rare because they're, they had to uh, run a Kickstarter okay. to get um, this game going. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But so far, looks pretty promising. Um, it's, I think it's only been in development for something like four months. So they've released like really early gameplay footage and things like that. But I don't think they have all the levels fleshed out. But yeah. um no, the visuals are nice, and the soundtrack is really catchy from what I've heard so far. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I got to tell you that I'm really impressed by um, some of the really quality projects that have come out of Kickstarter. Um, right? And Indiegogo. Like, there have been like some the whole like, Pillars of Eternity thing, and yeah. now you have this. Um, um, Shadowrun Returns a couple years ago, super good. I think FTL, Faster Than Light, came out yeah, of Kickstarter. Yeah, Faster Than Light did that too. Yeah. I mean, there's just been some great titles that we never would have seen without Kickstarter, so... Uh, I'm a huge fan of that because uh, basically you have to demonstrate that you're going to bring value to the market and then people decide whether or not, you know, they want to go for it. And it's it's, it's so cool mm-hmm. what it's done for games. All other things too, but games in particular is just crazy. And so. usually you get like small teams, a lot of heart, and they end up being a, a little bit different than the usual fare just because they don't have to worry about like corporate risk and things like that. Right. Because some like a company like Microsoft isn't going to want to gamble on something like this. Because they already gambled on that really shitty Banjo Kazooie like nuts and bolts game for a 360, I think, and that right. was a total flop. Yeah. So we wouldn't be seeing shit like this around without exactly. Kickstarters. Yeah, I mean, every game and movies too. You know, it's somebody else putting up the money for your idea, and therefore somebody's always going to have a little bit of creative control. It. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- this gives people who, are, who created people full control. And uh, sometimes that's a really good thing. Yeah. And it lets them just point out at the consumer base and being like, look, people do want to buy this. Right. In your <laughs> right. face. Right. Exactly. Cool. What's it called? Ukulele. Because it's like a, it's a pun because like the little tiny guitar. I think it sounds like a yaoi game. <laughs> Ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the characters called you Uke. <laughs> oh my gosh. I bet that would be. Man, I'm gonna go like make that comic. No, <laughs> that name is too good to pass up. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but uh... we'll explain it to you later. It's gay stuff. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jira get together, and everything gets really gay really fast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's our mo. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Um, this is slightly old news. This is from like a month ago, but um, Dark Side Games. Um, studio that was commissioned to create Phantom Dust from Microsoft has uh, shut down officially as of last month. Um, they basically put all their funds and banked all their hopes and dreams into creating this game from Microsoft, and Microsoft pulled the plug on them because they couldn't deliver the way that they wanted them to. Yeah. So that was rather unfortunate. I didn't have like super high hopes for Phantom Dust. I was kind of on the fence when I saw like E3 footage and things like that. But it's always a shame to see like studios closed down. So the studio itself is shut down. They're defunct. Yep, now. they're yeah. gone. They had they just like liquidated all their assets. All the employees like ran off to different studios and things like that. Yeah, mm. it's kind of a sad story. I mean, you know, uh, it just comes down to some businesses are managed 
well, some aren't. Some mm-hmm. sometimes there's chemistry, sometimes there isn't. I mean, there's a the market things. made a decision and it decided not to have that company anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, Microsoft made the decision. It was it was tough. There's been a lot of controversy about it, which is why I bring it up because a lot of people are up in arms about how it's just another example of like Microsoft shitting over small developers. But you know, I don't really feel comfortable pointing fingers without knowing the exact situation because right. I could easily see the small studio not being able to deliver to the quality that Microsoft needed as well, you know? Absolutely. So it's just, without knowing the full story, it's hard to say who's at fault here. But um, some people from the studio were quoted from various journalists that um, Microsoft had pitched them this idea for a game. They wanted multiplayer-only content because they wanted it to be kind of they wanted it to become an eSport, basically. Okay. Mm. So they gave this small studio a, I think, like $7 million budget for it. And then, a, like, two weeks after the studio had begun development of this game, Microsoft came back to them and said, just kidding, we need you to create an entire single-player campaign <laughs> with, like, 30 hours of gameplay. And mm-hmm. it has to be amazing. And it has to have all these elements. By the way, we're not adjusting your time frame or your budget. Yeah. So that's at least that's what a former employee said. But again, it's a former employee. That's not exactly right. unbiased information. And plus, you know, I, I hear that and I think, well, then that's when um, you and your lawyers who wrote the contract go back to them and say, well, no, fuck you. You know, we're going to do it the way we outlined or we're going to change the terms. So, again, uh, it's hard to know who's at fault because in that situation, if, if that was the case, I'd say the company was at fault for rolling with it. You know? Yeah, they had to balls up. Yeah. Was this a MOBA? No, it wasn't a MOBA. It was like a third-person shooter. Mm. It was. It had like g- genuinely interesting mechanics. Like, did any of you guys like play the original like Phantom Dust game? I no. am not familiar with it at all. It came out on like the original Xbox, and it wasn't a particularly big hit in the U.S., but it was like huge in Japan because it had these really this really interesting gameplay where your character abilities were chosen with trading cards. So it was like you randomly acquired cards, and then you could. Each of those cards was an ability, pretty much, so you could build your character around those cards. Okay. So it was projected to be a good esport because it combined um, the elements of like a first-person competitive shooter with like a game like Hearthstone, where you're collecting cards as you go. Right. So it had some promise, but really poor execution on both of their parts. Well, let's just uh, go ahead and roll right into our next segment. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die. 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 The top three list of the week. Okay, what is this? Top three video game princesses. Yay! Favorite video game princesses. I guarantee you and I are gonna share probably two. I'm scared that you guys have picked the same princesses as me, so... I know for sure that one of mine is something you did not pick, but... You're saying you two, me? Yeah, you. Okay. Well, okay. Let's just, uh... Let's start with you, then go to Alex and come to me. All right. All right. What do you What do you have, Jared? What are your top three? I have, um... Princess Garnet from Final Fantasy IX. Okay. Okay. Bad, badass chick. Uh, I always used her as my fucking white mage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, a princess who was a healer. Big surprise. She kept yeah, me nice and healed. Surprise. RPG, a JRPG. Who would have thought? <laughs> and she was the love interest of the main character, too. Oh, oh whoa. Holy crap. The love interest is a healer and a like a princess. Double whammy right yeah, there. Actually, right. their love story was really good, and she sang this really catchy song all the time, like Melodies of Life, I think it was called. And she was a singer. 
Huh. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Did she also have talking animal? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. But she was uh, a man. summoner too. Okay. There's some. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Because she was from a summoner tribe. Man. Those GRPG tropes are just. She's a good character yeah, though. Really I like down. her. Uh, then I have to go with my homegirl, uh, Princess Alina from Dragon Warrior 4. Princess Alina. Nice. <laughs> She's a tomboy. She's very strong. She was a fighter type character, actually. Strength and agility based. Oh, cool. Always part of my main, my main four team. She was a heavy hitter. I liked her. And, uh, we're talking about specifically Alina from Dragon Warrior 4, not the Dragon Quest 4 DS translation which botched everything in that game. But before. she's still called Alina in that game, right, isn't she? She is, but she has a heavy, thick, terribly written Russian accent. <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh, I God. love shitty Russian it's, accents. It's horrible. It's sad. Ugh. Took an awesome game, but just did the worst translation in history. At least you don't have to hear her talk very often because you usually play as her. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> she doesn't have many lines, but she has enough that it's like Christo is then Kristoff. Kristoff. The Russian healer. Is Bray still Bray? <laughs> Bray, I think so. All right. Who do you got for number three? Uh, Princess Merle from uh, fucking uh, Chrono Trigger. Also, Princess How do you Nadia. Merle, I think. Merle? Merle. 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 It's spelled Shit. M-A-R-L-E. M-E-R-L-E. Is it? I've yeah. been saying it Merle. Am I wrong? Fuck. I, this I, is like Hermione all over again. I guess it depends on your translation. Oh, okay. Uh, she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's uh, all right. I always used her too. Pretty much the same thing as Princess Garnet, just my healer. She's a healer. Mm-hmm. I get really attached to my healers. She's guys. not one of the innocent, They're quiet important. princesses. She's the tomboy princess. Yeah. So tomboy princess healer, not the tomboy princess healer is kind of a new one. Like it they is. usually just keep to their own corners, Us- you know. Yeah, usually it's, it's tomboy <laughs> princess fighter like Alina, but to- yeah. tomboy princess healer, it's breaking some ground. Was I yeah, was I correct? Some worlds. Um, about. Having the same two as you? I uh, I do have Alina on my list mm. from Dragon Warrior 4. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what do you got? Okay, in no particular order, I've got uh, Morgan from Darkstalkers. She was so cool. What is Darkstalkers? I've heard the name. I, I just never played it. It was a fighting game, like one okay. of those 2D fighters. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, she's a, kind of like Princess of the Underworld. She's a succubus. She was a crazy good fighter, and then she would like, I had like a couple of their comics and she would like seduce people, suck the life out of them. She was also like a great political figure. So she was just kind of like, she was on top of her shit. Nice. As far as being like an evil princess of the underworld goes. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also had a princess Daphne from Dragon Slayer. She was hilarious. Oh, that, oh yeah. The classic Dragon Slayer. Yep. She yeah. was, she was fucking ridiculous. Um, when they were designing her, like the when the artists were originally animating her, they they wanted her to look as over the top damsel in distress as possible. So they <laughs> yeah. actually went through uh, Playboy magazines and were like looking at like swimsuit collections and things like that. I'm sure it was purely for the game. Oh yes, but you yeah. know, like um, they based her body and face off of a bunch of different like Playboy models. She's oh, wow. got that like that skimpy like one piece bathing suit with like the sheer shawl over it. But on top of her ridiculous visual design, um, and just like her ridiculous character in general like she's just the ultimate like kidnapped by a dragon and being held in a crystal orb kind of character (laughs) yeah on top of all that they ran out they just like exhausted their budget 
when it came time to do her voice acting. Uh-huh. So they couldn't pay anybody to do her voice acting. So they had one of the really awkward wives of one of the developers do her voice acting. Oh. <laughs> so if you go back and like play the original Dragon's Lair games before they hired a professional voice actress, she sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it's great. And then um, my third one was, this is just, I was kind of like scrapping at this point. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about like all the princesses I knew and like 99% of them are from Final Fantasy and right. Fire Emblem. Right. So naturally, my third one is from Fire Emblem. Um, I pick Lynn. She's not really technically a princess because she's more of just like um, a tribal leader and um, she was related to like a lord of a country, not uh, like I think a it king. Counts. Close yeah, enough. It's close enough, right? Yeah. But yeah. she was totally badass. I loved her character design and I used her so much in every single battle. Which Fire Emblem was that? Oh, God. You can I, I, I played now. as her on one of the GBA yeah, games. Yeah, it was a GBA game. Okay, cool. Um. But uh, yeah, she was super cool. She came from like a Mongoloid tribe, so she had like all these crazy sword skills, and she was like in tune with nature and all that biz. She didn't have a lot of HP though. She didn't have an awful, awful lot of HP, but she dealed some damage. Yeah, she so did. So it's like anything <laughs> that came close to her was just like out in one turn for me. Yeah, those uh, Fire Emblem characters with the low HP, those are always stressful. You gotta be careful. <laughs> Especially when Surround it's a main them character. with like five yeah. different characters. Yeah. yeah. It's the one who cannot die or else you will lose for sure. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, okay, so yeah, Giardori named one. I like Alina from Dragon Warrior 4. Um, you guys are too close. Yep. Um, <laughs> Alina's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna go also, let's see, I'll, I'll name another one because Jira took Alina. Uh, so my other one is kind of obscure and I actually don't have the name because I just thought of it. Um, there was an old game called Sword of Shannara, or an old, old book called Sword of Shannara. Oh, yeah. And there was a computer game set between like the first and second book um, that was like one of those uh, point and click adventure games. Oh, where- that's super cool. I love those books. Yeah. So it's just, it, was, it was like set 50 years after the first book. And anyway, um, it's a pretty cool game with a pretty cool story, at least for the time. It was a, you know old PC game. The reason that this princess stuck with me is because near the end of the game, you're kind of going to the main villain's castle. You're on this pass. And you get attacked by goblins or something. And anyway, she ends up getting like um, stuck under like a rock that's fallen. And she's like bleeding out. And um, she basically, she's asking you, please kill me. I'm in so much pain. And you, got, you, you, just leave, you, have, you have to run. And and as a kid, I was like, no, I'm not going to. No. I, I, so I kept on clicking the options. So no, I'm going to save you. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And eventually she dies anyway. So <laughs> and then you get to the end of the game and uh, you f- see the final boss. But before you face the final boss, she attacks you because he's taken her soul and tormented her and turned her into, into like this evil bat. Like it was so trauma no. traumatizing. Yeah. Little Ben was like, no. Yeah. No, so no. on my second playthrough, I d- did what she wanted. I killed her so she didn't have to turn into an evil evil ghost. But wow. Yeah. I, I don't mind spoiling that because it's a really old game and nobody's gonna play it. Oh man. That was just uh Evil Ghost Damsel Syndrome. That's a good trope too. Yeah. When like the love of the protagonist is turned evil and mind yep. controlled or something like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's totally a thing. Um, that is one game that will definitely require a DOS box to play. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's out there for free. And if you have DOS box, you can play it. Um, also, I have uh, Tally from Mass Effect. She's not technically a princess, but yeah. she's kind of the daughter of somebody important in nice. that culture. So um, I, I liked her character. Especially because I banged her in Mass Effect 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before going back to uh, the blue one, uh, 
Whatever. Liara Tassona. Liara, thank you. <laughs> um, so I had a little fling with Tali. Do you remember her full name? Tali something crazy, crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I Tali like 30 extra vowels. Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my third one, I kind of have three, but they're all the same person. It's, you know, typical GRPG princess. Uh, Estelle from Tales of Asperia, Fina from Skies of Arcadia, and Melia from the game I just played, Xenoblade Chronicles. I like how you make all of them, like, one unit, like, interchangeable. They're just that similar. They are. I mean, basically, <laughs> you know, it's like we were talking about the GRPG princess who's quiet, reserved. Mm-hmm. And uh, totally pure of heart. Yeah. And, and healer, summoner. All, 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 so That's, like, one of the first princesses I thought of was Mikaya from Fire Emblem. Okay. She was from, like, the Wii one um oh gosh i can't remember the name of that title but yeah she was the same deal she was like i'm a princess i got this white hair i'm a healer i have like light magic right bullshit yeah (laughs) it's awesome cool well that was a that's actually turned out to be a pretty good top three (laughs) (laughs) to view all to think of my answers but uh we did it (laughs) all right all right so let's head right into our final segment the worst thing that ever happened to us this week. Anybody want to start? The worst thing happened to you this Do past either of you have weeks? something? Uh, not too much. I guess like last week when we canceled the podcast, Ben, you asshole. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I came into Bellingham anyway because it was the first uh, day of Avengers coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I bombed down to Bellingham to get tickets uh, for, you know, the night showing of it at like four. Uh, show up and then, and then I saw I see that like it's mostly sold out for the night, but there's a, a double showing of like uh, Avengers 1 and then Avengers 2 <laughs> for 20 bucks I could have bought. So I did that. Uh-oh. That's just punishing. <laughs> And the, I was sitting in the theater for five hours. Oh, man. <laughs> was there a break, like an intermission in between? There was like a 20-minute intermission. I ran to the grocery store, bought some candy. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a bad thing for me because I ended up sitting next to someone who either shit their pants or oh just like... Oh, jeez. Had like the worst BO ever. Like, it just kept wafting It was so over bad, th- you couldn't tell if it was BO or shit? <laughs> yeah. That's bad. Like, it, it would just keep wafting over to me, like, periodically. I couldn't sh- change seats because it was it was crowded at that point. Yeah. My only other option would have been to, you know, be a f- in the front row, not be able to see anything. So, yeah, that was kind of bullshit. Uh, so, <laughs> with uh, no spoilers, what do you think of uh, Age of Ultron? I thought... I, I now understand why Joss Whedon is leaving... Uh, the the franchise because i think the studios had their hands on a little bit too much really i think there was just too much stuff going on okay there was definitely a lot there was just like crazy amounts of fan service yeah like usually when you hear fan service you think about like freaking like boobs and stuff like that but when it comes to like fan service with marvel movies it's just like fitting in as many ridiculous fights as possible right so that fans can be like oh who would win in this fight this person would win in this fight and talk about that forever it's like in the first movie when um thor's hammer hits captain america's shield and like moments like that yeah exactly especially after watching the the two movies like back to back i could really tell a difference like in the style and everything with the writing yeah huh um i actually read an article recently that uh uh the, the guy who died in the first movie Colson or whatever. Yeah. I'll spoil yeah. this. 
Um, cause he's, he's, not, he's alive in the agents of shield. He's alive in the TV show, but <laughs> yep. not in the move second movie. So like, like Joss Whedon said, no, he's dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, Joss Whedon just wouldn't deal yeah, with the and, TV and, universe. And, and, and Marvel was pissed at him for it. But he's like, no, he's just dead. I'm Marvel gonna- worked around it though. Did they? They're, they were shady. They're shady as fuck. Um, basically since Joss Whedon said that he wasn't going to be alive in the second Avengers movie, um, Marvel incorporate him into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which bleeds into the Avengers. Yeah. So basically, he's doing off-screen stuff related to the second Avengers movie. Well, then, mm. you know, best of both worlds. Joss was just like, you know, I don't need to devote five minutes of screen time to a guy you know, to explain, oh, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. The whole turning point of the last movie didn't really mean anything. And um, I haven't seen the movie yet, but... Uh, it's I'm, good. I'm but sure it's, it's I'm sure not, very entertaining. It's not as good as the first one right. like, at all. Okay. But. Cool. Dude, I love Ultron as a villain, though. He was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jason Spader? Yeah, James Spader. James Spader. Yeah, yeah there we go. He has, he has such a great voice. He's so good. He has a I, fantastic voice. I uh, like that show, The Blacklist, just for him. It's not yeah. It's not a great show, but he's so good. I it. used to watch a ton of Boston Legal for him. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, Alex, you or me? Um. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Go. Okay, ready? One, two, three. We're at... You you lost by one, <laughs> one two on three you do it. Okay, hold Just on. Just be smarter than one, the game. Two, two shoot. Oh, you're such a cheater. Fuck you. All right, I'll lost big time. For, so so we'll, you choose. You should have just not done paper. So who's, going, who's going first then? Um, you go first. Okay, hold on. I just had a moment. I might have forgotten what I was going to talk about. Hold on. You're just so mad about the rock paper scissors. I'm just scissors. so pissed. Just blanked. My blood pressure's just through the roof. Uh, oh God, what was I going to talk about? That was my whole master plan in making you play that game, so you would just like totally lose it. <laughs> That's very elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a very nice person. Okay, I think I got it. Think. <laughs> uh, two, two. Well, two minor things, kind of related. Um, one, I finished Xenoblade Chronicles last week, mm-hmm. which took me about a month. A little under a month, which actually is burning through it way too fast. I put way too many hours into that game in a short period of time. Great game. So I'm just kind of sad that's over, but also happy that I can move on with your life. Move on with my <laughs> life. <clears throat> uh, and uh, a new game that I've been wanting for a while is coming out, and it's I pre-ordered it um, this weekend, so it would get delivered today from Amazon. Uh, it's uh, Devil Sur- Devil Survivor Two. Oh yeah, record breaker. Um, it's one of the Shin. Megami Tensei yeah. uh, games. Um, the, so basically, it's a game that was on DS, and the first one was on DS as well, and they remade the first one as Devil Survivor Overclocked. Played that. I was shocked by how much I liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never played a Shin Megami Tensei game before, and it was just, it was awesome. No, those um, games are fantastic. It's just like Final Fantasy Tactics meets Pokemon kind yeah, of gameplay. And, and I think the reason I like it so much is is the, the strategy portion of it. So the, so the, it's not just, you know, turn-based battles, but it's it's the strategy grid you oh yeah you have to nice. be so careful about it and like breeding your monsters actually greatly affects gameplay yes that was cool too yeah you have to be careful how you breed and you have to kind of learn um all that and then the character the characters in the voice acting in the first game were pretty damn pretty damn good too yeah and the original ds one did not have voice acting then they added voice acting and like a whole nother chapter at the end which actually was pretty awesome um so this new one uh same exact thing they're adding voice acting and a uh, whole new chapter at the end uh, to kind of expand the story. Uh, anyways, the worst thing happened to me because one, I think I'm probably going to play it too much. And uh, <laughs> that's I've, definitely a thing. I've been on a real roll with work this past week. Uh, two, um, let's see what time it is. It's eight Oh three. 
and UPS has not arrived with it yet. No. Instead, <laughs> they're going to deliver it by 8 p.m. Wow. So sad. So that's the worst thing that's happened to me. I wanted to play it tonight. Dicks. I'm so sorry. I'm fucked. So is, is there any way to play? You you've been wanting me to play that the other the the first one or whatever. I have yeah. it. If you want to borrow. Is there any way to play that not on a DS? Oh. You should try it on uh, the 3DS XL I have lying around. I don't like playing games on handheld too much. Well, the is XL any- has a much bigger screen. There, there's no ports or something for uh, DS games to play uh, on a console? No. Or on a TV? I mean, you can pay like $100 for somebody to mod your thing to go on a monitor, but... Um, they, there's no old like Game Boy players or anymore? Oh, no. There's there's no such thing for the DS, no. I, I think that there's... there's no, it's, the code would be so weird because of the touchscreen elements, so... Right. Like, I think mm. that what they're doing um, is... I think they're bringing some DS games to the Wii U because you can use the touchscreen on the controller as the bottom screen but you know I, I i just recommend you give it a try on the xl i know you didn't like the 3ds and i didn't like the 3ds the size of it either but the xl is nice it's, i really like rpgs on handhelds yeah i do too and i mean i don't at all i've never have except well, for pokemon I'm, I'm gonna lend you uh this game and, and the 3ds xl i have all right um and give it a try because very well. All right. All right. Alex, you played the DS version, right? Yeah. I yeah. played one and two. So this is just like the 3DS re-release of two? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But, but there's a whole other chapter at the end. And having played the remake of one, I never played the originals, but having played the remake of one and seeing the uh, new section at the end, which was pretty sizable and pretty, it was like one of the best parts of the game. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that somebody who's played through it years ago might enjoy playing through this remake again. Are they adding voice acting? Yes. Coolly. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. My worst thing? Your worst thing. Okay. Um, Worst thing that happened to me this past week, I found out that Silent Hills is canceled. So, fuck. Wow. Fuck. So, okay. Um, I've seen all the headlines. Is that a movie or a game? It's a game. Okay. You know how they released um, PT? PT. Um, it was It was this... It was really creepy, like great marketing. They released this game called PT and on like the PS4 market. And it was just um really realistic graphics where you're in this creepy house and you start walking through the house and like all this fucked up stuff starts happening to you as you're walking through. And then at the very, very end of the game, or uh, it's not really a full game, at the very, very end of this like demo, yeah, um, it reveals that it's a Silent Hills game. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's um, teasing the... Yeah, the actual game. PT stands for like player teaser or something. Ah, but okay. it, this wasn't. This was like a huge deal when it first came out, and okay. it was absolutely terrifying. Um, it stars um Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, yeah. And and the reason it got canceled because that uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. We, we talked about a few episodes back leaving Konami. He was like spearheading it. Yep, he was um developing it with Guillermo del Toro. Oh wow. Which is why I was so excited about it. Like that's just a crazy cool team. Yeah. To to be taking this project, you know. So everyone had their hopes so high. I mean, like Guillermo del Toro, Hideo Kojima, and Norman Reedus. And like, it looked beautiful. Um, But yeah, no, plug is pulled. I'm never going to get it. Weird. It's weird because, uh, I mean, usually, I mean, has he done the past Silent Hill games, Hideo Kojima? No, he hasn't. I was going to say, because he's not like the main, he's not like the Silent Hill guy. So I don't know why it would get canceled. I mean, he's a big name, but... Yeah, he's not like the Silent Hill brand, so it's just weird to me they cancel the whole thing because he's. Out. Well, 
I think it was just that like they wrapped his name up in it so much yeah. and they made it so much about him and Guillermo del Toro working together uh, that without him, they have to like shelf the whole project. They announced that they were going to continue making Silent Hill games, but that Silent Hills was never going to come out. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So everyone's crying about that. I was That's hoping that he would at least um, finish it since he'd started it like yeah. he's doing with Metal Gear 5. Like, why do we need another fucking Metal Gear game? Right. Because they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was very disappointing for me. Yeah. I guess for, man, if I was looking forward to a game like that, I'd be pretty bummed too. Yeah. I think that if you guys ever get the spare time, like even if you don't like the horror genre, just go check out some, like a silent playthrough of PT because it was really well done. Cool. I will. J- Jared actually enjoys that watching Let's Plays of the horror games. It's like a big thing on on YouTube. They're kind of fun. They're, it's really fun, especially if you're like me and you're kind of a pussy about playing them yourself. <laughs> like I can, but it's not, it, the experience is kind of ruined by how scared I am. Yeah, right. So Let's Plays are like a nice in-between. Right. The experience would be ruined for me because I just, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be taking out the story because I'm the one controlling the character. Right. There's that too. But um, oh man, I've been playing Alien Isolation lately. Yeah. And that's been terrifying the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard really good things about that game. Is it just a first person shooter that's really good or is it a horror game or It's like a first person psychological horror kind of dealio. Okay. Cuz it it has like the same atmosphere as the first Alien movie, which is amazing. Cool. Um like with when they did that uh Colonial Marines game, yeah. they kind of redid the whole aesthetic. So like they had all these super futuristic like touch screens and stuff like that. But Alien Isolation, the design is um, based off of the way it looked in the movie. So you have these really old school, like black screens with green text oh, and cool. like oh, wow. really old school furniture design and like everything looks super neat. Um, but it's it's very terrifying in how great they portrayed that atmosphere. Not a lot of like super over the top gory stuff happens in that game, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of just like feeling like something is constantly behind you right that's so, cool it's good at that There's a lot to be said for really good like environment design and stuff like that oh we yeah really appreciate that nothing games. beats futuristic 1970s style yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i love that look everything is poofy and white and orange yeah like <laughs> <laughs> cool uh well anything else you guys want to touch on before we go what have you guys been playing? Well, so you've been playing um devil survivor 2 we should play our little we should play our little intro oh yeah let's do it what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What you been playing, bro? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jared, what have you been playing? You know, same thing. I'm playing the same thing. I I'm still playing a Star Trek mod on Sins of the Solar Empire. All right. Well, that's really exciting. <laughs> I'm getting good good hours out of it. Huh? A lot. Anything else you've been playing? <laughs> uh, just Alien Isolation and Final Fantasy 14, pretty much. Okay. Cool. I, I've actually started watching Voyager because uh, because of that. Really? It's not a bad show. So the the Star Trek mod was so good, you started watching Voyager. Yeah. And you'd never seen it before. No. I remember watching it when it was airing. When I was kind of, a, I think I was a kid, when I was twelve or something. It's pretty decent. It's not great. I thought you wa- I thought you were watching it recently. No. Oh, was that Deep Space Nine or? No, I've been watching anything. TNG. Nope. You were watching like a Star Trek show on Netflix, like before going to sleep or something. Oh yeah, that was like three, that was like three years ago. Oh. 
Yeah, but that wasn't when you were a little kid. <laughs> 20 years ago when I was 27, 28. A babe, only 28 years old. Just a baby. <laughs> what have you been playing, Ben? Like I said, I finished uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I could talk for another hour about how awesome that game is. But, um, but we don't want to hear it. I know. <laughs> um, but no, I kind of, uh, I recently got back my copy of Skies of Arcadia from my brother. Um, it's a Skies of Arcadia Legends. It's a GameCube uh, kind of remake of a Dreamcast JRPG. Uh, one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. And I, c- Playing it after Xenoblade Chronicles, which is definitely one of my top JRPGs now, is interesting because I kind of get to see the different generations, how things have improved and whatnot. But it's really good. Cool. Oh, man. Can I mention one thing? Yeah. Like tag that on to my worst thing of the week. Yeah. Um, and it's video game related, which is nice. Um, so I picked up this kind of silly. I picked up Animal Crossing again for the first time in like six months. Yeah. I, I just have like this love hate relationship with it where I'll play it for like a couple of weeks, put it down, pick it up. But I do that for years. Okay. So it's like it's a pretty consistent thing in my life. But again, picked it up and I logged into my little town and everything had gone to shit. Really? There are like <laughs> fucking weeds everywhere. And all of my favorite villagers moved out, including <laughs> I had a little pair of koalas that lived next door to each other. And in my little headcanon space, they were like married. And then one of them <laughs> left. And uh, the other one is left behind. And I was like, no, <laughs> he left you. <laughs> but yeah, my Animal Crossing town totally went to shit. And the guilt trips in that game are so strong. Oh, <laughs> like, did you guys like, ever play Animal Crossing? I haven't Crossing? seen you in 340 days. Or, exactly. Yeah. But I'll just be like, oh, it's been exactly like 568 days. Where have you been? I've been fine. That's great. Were you having a nice time without me? <laughs> and the little, she's like a little puppy dog and she runs the town while you're gone because she's she's your secretary and you're the mayor. Okay. And when you get back, she like guilt trips you. It's just like, oh, so nice of you to come back to your own fucking town. <laughs> Mayor of Townsville. <laughs> I've been taking care of it for the past six months. I'm, I'm like, a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have thumbs. <laughs> but yeah, that, that it always makes me feel so bad. <laughs> that's, that's pretty sad, actually. I'm so sorry for you. I'm, I'm so sorry for that fucking koala. If I had been there, I could have convinced him to stay, but I wasn't there. We, we need that Schindler's List uh, violin music for sometimes when Alex talks. It's a, it's a tiny violin. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. Bye. Well, but not that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're good. Okay. Thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure. It was was nice to talk with you. Yeah. All All right. (laughs) This is such an awkward one. (laughs) Shut up. You're awkward. Goodbye. Goodbye.